I tell you, this has been a, a difficult week here in Los Angeles for so many people. Um, very pleased to be sitting next to Isaac Rochelle, who grew up a Lakers fan, grew up a Kobe fan, and um, it just it hits home. I've been trying to explain to people this week, Isaac. It's a it's a global story, it's a national story, it's a local story, and, it, and it's very personal for a lot of people. And I think for so many people in Orange County, it's a hyper local story. I mean, yeah. Kobe. His office is right here where the Chargers practice. Yeah. The whole thing is crazy. And just to, like, talk about, I grew up a, a Kobe fan, one, and then by default a Lakers fan. And it, it was even more hyped because I was in Georgia where everybody was not as much of a Kobe fan because it's a West Coast thing. Uh, so that just gassed me up to even like him more. But you're right. I mean, it is it is local. It feels local for us. I mean, he was somewhat involved with the Chargers. In multiple occasions, he came over and spoke to us, um, and yeah, it's just it's a weird vibe because it does feel so personal to us, being that we're right here where he is. Your era, uh, it transcends basketball, really sports. Um, your era grew up with him, yeah, Kobe. You know, Kobe, yeah. you know what <laughs> yeah. gravitated you towards Kobe Bryant, the basketball player? Yeah, I think he just the way he played, and I think. When you were watching uh, NBA anything, you couldn't help but notice Kobe, right? And then you talk about how Sports Center was really big on the top 10 plays and things like that. If you don't know a lot about basketball, but you watch the top 10, you're going to see Kobe. If you do kind of like basketball and you're watching the NBA, you're going to see Kobe. If you happen to know a lot about basketball, you're going to be a Kobe fan. So it's like on all phases, you like Kobe. And again, for me, it was like I grew up loving basketball. It was my first love. And it's like, who else to fall in love with than Kobe Bryant? 2017, you get drafted by the Chargers. The day before training camp, you get a visitor. Right. Addressing the whole team, yeah. Kobe Bryant. The crazy thing about it is, one of my boys, Charlie Voracek, shout out Charlie, but I was with him. He picked me up from the uh, hotel when I got to Orange County for the first time. We went to Bear Flag down in Newport Beach, right awesome by where spot. Kobe lives, yep. the one right on the water. And he was like, yo, Kobe lives in that neighborhood. And I remember saying, if I run into Kobe, I am going to freak out. <laughs> Next day, he comes and talks to the team. Josh is like, hey, we got a special guest for you. Came in. And he came in. And I just remember being like, there is no way that's actually Kobe Bryant. And we're talking about, like, Kobe fathead up in the house. Like, everything. Kobe through and through. He walks in. And I remember him opening it up for questions. Like, I'm too starstruck to ask any questions. Like, I'm just hyped to be there. Um, but it's just like what a privilege to even be in the presence of like who I think is super impressive as a human being, but the best basketball player to ever play, in my opinion. Um, but it's just crazy because the day before we met him, I was like, man, if I meet this dude, I'm going to freak <laughs> out. And then I met him and couldn't even speak. And sure enough, it went beyond a meeting. It was it was also almost like a, a clinic right. in performance and, and being an athlete and being at the highest level of right. athletics. What was the room like, that meeting like? Because we've seen clips of it, um, but that went on for a long time, didn't it? Yeah, it was like probably like 40 minutes. And you're talking about like dudes who, like we were talking about Melvin Ingram. You're talking, Melvin's one of the better football players in football right now, right? So he's sitting there like starstruck. And so it was kind of just like everybody's respectful of this man and what he's done. And then just the takeaways, like two things that I took away from it. Uh, the first thing was, he goes, if 
when he was in like middle school, he's like, I used to tell myself, if I can focus in algebra class, I'll be a better basketball player. And that was crazy for me because it's like mindfulness. If you can focus and be diligent in whatever you're doing, you'll be great at your craft. For him to think that middle school was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody asked him, are you the best to play? Uh, and he goes, who would you take in the finals? And I was like, shoot. Whether you're taking Kobe or not, the fact that he said it like that and we're sitting here listening to him talk, it's crazy. He put it back on you. Yeah, what a beast. Listen, yeah. who would you take? Who are you giving the ball to in the last 30 seconds of the game? And in my man, my mind, I'm like, listen, Kobe every time. Uh, he's a beast, though. We hear Mamba mentality all the time. And I think even over like the last five years, the last few years where he wasn't even playing, he was able to carry that over. And the indelible impact that he's had on – a generation, really your generation, because I, I'm kind of in that in-between phase where I saw all of Kobe's career. You know, you see a little bit of MJ's career, but um, to experience what he did on the court, but also what he was doing in his second act, right. his storytelling, him attacking that process the same way he attacked things on the basketball court. And it's it goes back to what I said. He His mindset was, whatever I'm doing, I have to be able to focus on that and be into that because it carries over. It's like you said, mama mentality. To me, that is him being or he, how he was a great father, right? Mamba mentality. Great basketball player, mamba mentality. Great businessman, mamba mentality. I mean, dude won an Oscar, right? Like that is mamba mentality. People aren't doing that. Like a year after he retired, won an Oscar. <laughs> right. What? Like were you working on this in your career? And I just remember him last time he came and talked to us before the Broncos game uh, in 2018. He was like, man, everybody used to tell me to like take time off. He's like, I never did that. I was always focused on what I was doing. Um, and it's just like you said, it is the mamba mentality. Dude, I mean, he like, for me, he was just so influential because he's just great at everything. It's surreal yeah. to, to think that this tragedy happened and, you know, it, it, his, his daughter and, and everybody in that, that helicopter. Um, what do you take from tragedies like this, Isaac, especially as, as somebody who, you know, this guy affected you in so many ways from your childhood up until last year when he spoke to the team? Right. Yeah. So I, you naturally have to ask yourself or remind yourself, like, what is important? I mean, that is like by far because you have a guy that you view as invincible and then this tragedy happens. And it's a reminder that nobody can escape, you know, like some of these tragedies. So you ask yourself what is important. But I think the biggest takeaway for me is just his career and his life. Right. Like I want to be a great father. I want to be great at what I do with my career in football. And I think that's what I take away. And again, Another thing is just the, uh, you know, what is important thing, but just the takeaways, how crazy of a life he had. He lived so many lives. He was so successful in everything, and it's an it's an inspiration to us, especially because we got to interact with him. No doubt, man. Well, it, like I said, it's not an easy week, but I, I go back to past interviews I've done with players, and uh, some of the things we talked about really resonated, and the, the fact that you were a Kobe fan, before you even got drafted by the L.A. Chargers right. and to see him being your, your favorite player from being able to actually interact with him here in Los Angeles, it had to have been a, a thrill for you. No doubt. And I honestly, I am just very thankful that I got to meet him, shake his hand. Um, and it was never this like corny fanboy like, I love you, Kobe. It's just really just shaking his hand and taking 
from his speech what I can. Um, and then having carryover. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's what he always did is, is he would pick the brains of the best in their respective industry. Right. So for him to pay that forward, that, that's something that he did with a lot of young NBA players, something that he did actors, University of Alabama, everybody. actors, everybody. <laughs> everybody. For him to impart his knowledge on the next generation and for guys like yourself to soak that up, yeah. you're going to pay that forward down the line in your career. And what I love, like, hey, guys, focus on what you're doing and be mindful. That has, like, nothing to do with sports. And I love it because, yes, I play in the NFL. Yes, he was in the NBA. But, like, we want to be productive human beings. When we're done, we want to continue to be productive human beings. And the stuff that he was telling us, like, it just it transcends football. It transcends basketball. We're talking about uh, things that you can take into being a father, a husband, a whatever it is. And it's like only – I mean, other, other guys do it. I don't want to say only Kobe's saying that. Guys have good advice. But just coming from him, the best basketball player of all time, telling you if you can focus in algebra, you can be great at football or basketball – I'm like, shoot, that's crazy. Mm. He's a beast. He is a beast. He's a beast. Isaac, thanks for sharing some thoughts, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm now joined by running back Justin Jackson. Justin, just talked to Isaac about how close this is for the Chargers. You know, Kobe, Mm -hmm. we shared an office with him. You guys, um, he addressed you uh, on multiple occasions. I know for you last year, Uh, it was right before that that Denver game. What do you remember about that interaction with Kobe Bryant? Man, uh, I think for a lot of us, just for a lot of us, like not a lot of us get starstruck <laughs> when we, you know, see celebrities or famous people. You know, considering well, well, you know, I guess at least to some extent, a lot of us are. But when you see Kobe Bryant, it's just like, man, it's just iconic. You know, he's a legend. He's on a different, almost just a different like astro plane than anyone you know he's literally just incredible and everything that obviously everything he did in the nba i mean that goes without saying but really for me it was everything he's been doing since he retired um just the advocacy the mentorship the leadership um and and everything he was doing for women's basketball it's his home for me you know i have two cousins that I played college basketball, one still playing at Florida State. And uh, I know how talented and skilled they are and how hard they work. Um, and, and to see Kobe really putting the WNBA on and, and talking them up and, and, and giving them spotlight, I think that's just amazing. To see what he did with his platform, um, like I said, the advocacy and everything he he uh, stood for and, and what he did with it, how he used his platform um, to just support people. and. And, and help people. I think that's something that that's why he it hit so hard, hard and so close to home for so many people in so many different uh, you know sects. Whether it was you know football, whether it was basketball, whether it was a- acting. You know, I saw you know Naomi have said something at tennis, but like he had just touched so many different lives. And for him to be taken away, really, I think in his in his prime as a person. It's just, it was so, it's just so sad. It was just so saddening. And obviously his daughter and the seven others that were on the helicopter, it's just, it's just devastating, man. And obviously being in LA, um, and he was a larger than life figure here, um, even more so than anywhere else. It's just, it's just tough, man. It's really tough. 
you mentioned the different acts of his career, and you know, you you grew up watching him, but you bring up a great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was headquartered here in Orange County, doing yep. something totally different, and the, mm-hmm. to see the the father that he is, and and he or he was to to all four of his daughters, and um, mm-hmm. what he meant to women's sports, I think that's when you say it, it means. You can't put into words what it means to the sports community because it wasn't just mm-hmm. the NBA players that he's mentored. Um, it, it was guys like yourself and, and really the team. What what was that that interaction like when he came to to speak to the Chargers? It, I, I honestly, it, <clears throat> you really if you took a step back when he was talking, you just looked around. You just saw everyone soaking in every second of that experience and every word he uttered. It's like everyone was just taking it as gospel because for someone like him who reached the heights that he reached, that is the goal of every single athlete, right? And so for him to, to take time out of his day to come speak with us um, and, and really just impart his wisdom upon us was just something to be holding in. And really what I loved the most about it was even after he was done speaking and everything, he, you know, he stuck around, he took pictures, he talked to people. And you could tell that with every interaction, he was, giving his, you know, 100% full attention to that interaction. Um, and and that's something, especially when you, you know, people like us, when we talk to a lot of people and, and you know, signing a bunch of autographs and all that type of stuff, that can get tiring after a while, you know. You want to provide the best experience for that fan. Um, but at a certain point, we're all human, right? And it just gets tiring. But for him to stand there and take all those pictures and, and just talk to everyone who wants to talk to him and part even more wisdom on, on him on a one-on-one level, like that's just something that is so impressive and it's so cool for someone of his stature to really to, to do that. And and that just shows like how humble of a person he was. He didn't think of himself as this godlike figure, even though a lot of people thought of him like that. He just knew he was a human being and he, he had a lot of experiences that he was willing to share with people in order to help them and help their lives and help their careers. And that's what just makes him such an amazing figure. And that's what makes it, I think, so sad for, like you said, the sports world in general, and even people outside of the sports world who just really um, resonated with his uh, his, his, his life. Justin, what was that piece of information or or that wisdom that he imparted to the team that that you personally took away? For me, it was was 100% just the mentality that he was talking about. Um, How he he would go in the games, how he would – you know, even when he was tired or, or he was feeling some type of way, I mean, 82 games, a long season, 17, 18 years he played, it's a lot of years. But how he would just go into every off season, in season, his routine, everything he did, and and just the vision, the, um, you know, visualizing things, like literally everything he did was great. Everything he did was in pursuit of greatness um, at, at every level. Um, and, and he was doing that after his, after his uh, playing career. And that's just something that, for me, it's like we're all flesh and bone, we're all human, but we're really set certain people apart from others is a mentality. It is a mindset. And obviously with him, it was the mama mentality, which I think for athletes, it's like that sometimes is the biggest hurdle is that mental aspect of something. But for him to come in and share, you know, how he approached games and how he approached just sports and life in general, that was something that was, so cool and it's like man like I'm hearing this firsthand and and it's just just a different type of experience it's something that you really can't replicate and obviously you really can't replicate it now 
um, because, you know, he's passed away. So that's something that I think all of us will cherish um, and something that we'll, we'll, to the day we die, we'll never forget that, um, meeting him and, and just listening to him talk and listening to just all the wisdom he can impart on us and, and kind of taking that and trying to run with it in our own careers. When you think about it too, Justin, and I've heard this multiple times throughout the, the last 72 hours, the work ethic and just the willingness to be great and being very conscious of what it takes to be great. And when you have yeah. talent like Kobe Bryant, I think it was Kenny Smith said, maybe you don't want to put in the work because you're already great, quote unquote, but right. to take it to another level, you know, and you mm-hmm. can equate this to football being a talented running back or a talented quarterback um, to put in the extra work to take it to another level. You're never going to be perfect, but to, to get close to perfect, um, that's what Kobe mm-hmm. was all about. Yeah, it's chasing that perfection. And I think, like, for to win, for him to win five championships, I mean, you see just how difficult it is to win one, right? And then to come back the next year and just do it all over again and, and still to be hungry like you hadn't even won the ones before. I think that's what's so impressive and, and that's something that we can all learn from. And it's even harder in football, you know, winning. I mean, you only have a few people that have won even close to that, that amount of championships. So just to put in everything you can to get to that ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl, like that's something that you take that moment mentality and you apply it to that. It only gives you a chance, but it, but it improves your chances. You know I mean? There's so many things that have to go right for that to happen. But if you all come to work, and come in, come in as a group with that mindset, that can really set you apart as a team. And then, and as we all know in the NFL, it's just the it's the smallest little things that are the difference between a, a good team and a bad team. And so for all, for all of us to come together with that mama mentality, with that mindset of chasing that perfection, of chasing that greatness, like Kobe did, I think that's something that we can all learn from, uh, you know, adhere to. And um and chase and even though we didn't get there this year, like that's something we could go in the offseason using that as motivation to get to that ultimate prize. Well, Justin, you posted a picture on Twitter of just the running backs room. Melvin and Austin and Detrez and Derek and Coach Roberts and Kobe and it it's it's just a, a snapshot into that day and, and what it meant to everybody and um you're always great with your words and, and your thoughts, man. I really appreciate you spending some time with us to, to reflect on, on the Mamba. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. And I think this will, this is a little surreal for a lot of us, um, even still to this moment. And I, and I can't wait personally to, uh, you know, try and, you know, just, you know, use that as inspiration. You know, I mean, I think that's what Kobe would have wanted is for us to use that, this as inspiration to keep pushing forward. Um, like you said, one foot in front of the other and just keep pushing forward and smile. I mean, just enjoy it. And that's, I think that's what all of us have to do at this moment in this trying time. Um, and that's definitely what I'll be doing. So I appreciate it, Chris. My thanks to Justin and Isaac for joining me on a very difficult week here in Los Angeles. We remember all nine victims. Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser. Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zabayan. Our hearts are with their friends, families, and loved ones.